0: Welcome to this back. Wednesday it's edition like of the Logan or not Wednesday, not not Wednesday, Friday, Friday edition of the Logan Blackman Show here on the Logan Blackman Show podcast. Before we get into anything today, we're not even going to do an intro for you today. We're just going to sit here and tell you to make sure you are following the Logan Blackman Show on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. And make sure you're following the Logan Blackman Show on all forms of social media. Twitter is Logan underscore Blackman. Instagram is Blackman Logan. The show's Instagram account is the Logan Blackman Show1. And then go search the YouTube channel. Search Logan Blackman Show on YouTube. Should pop up. Watch a few videos. Give them a like. Subscribe while you're there. And on Facebook, search Logan Blackman Show. Give it a thumbs up. I would greatly appreciate it. And then be my connection on LinkedIn. That'd be cool too. We could be friends on LinkedIn. Everybody's favorite social media app ever. And then since you're listening right now, we will remind you once again to make sure you are following and/or subscribed to the Apple Podcast and Spotify accounts. And leave a rating on a five stars on Apple Podcasts. And leave a description down below as to why you feel the way you do. Now, today is going to be a very, very fun show. I am very excited for today's show. We've got a a whole new segment ready for today's show. But before we get into the segment that we're going to talk about later, I want to talk about the NFL playoffs. Yes, we are in the divisional round of the 2022, 2021, 2022? 21-22 NFL playoffs? And it's exciting stuff. Very, very, very exciting stuff. And like I said on Wednesday, we'll be going to the game. Bills, Chiefs, down in Arrowhead. Beautiful. I, I am excited for this game. I love going Arrowhead. It's one of my favorite places. If I could go anywhere in the NFL apart from Buffalo, Kansas City would be the first place I'd go to. I love tailgating there. The atmosphere of the stadium is always good. It's very loud. You could antagonize their fans very, very easily. So that's also a lot of fun as well. They get very vocal. They get very loud. They get very drunk. And it's a lot of fun. It's a great atmosphere there. I think we've done this before. I think, but I'm not 100% sure. If you don't know me or know what we've done throughout the history of my life, I've been to a, a few NFL stadiums. A few of them, and there's some that are cooler to look at when you're on the outside, but on the, once you get on the inside, it's dead, or they don't look great on the outside. And you get inside, it's like, wow, this is actually really cool. Like if I had to rank all the stadiums I have been in, including the Bill Stadium, I'm not gonna go to college because I've really only been to to Kinnick Stadium, which is Iowa, Jack Trice, Iowa State, uh, Drake Stadium, which is Drake, and then we got the Unidome, which is you and I. Have I been to any? I mean, William Penn, uh, Oskaloosa. Stadium. I've been to Fayette, Missouri. I've been to uh where else have I been? <laughs> I've been to a, a few stadiums and not Con- nothing like I haven't gone out of my way or gone out of the state to watch a college football game. It's something I've always wanted to do, but to my knowledge, unless I'm completely blanking it out, I have not. I've always wanted to go to the big house. That is that is my dream college football location is going to a Michigan, Iowa game. That was always my dream one growing up. I would love to go to Iowa with Minnesota and Minnesota because I hate Minnesota. I hate the Gophers, and I would love to go to Memorial Stadium in Lincoln and watch Iowa kick the shit out of Nebraska. That's always fun. (laughs) And it's not Adrian Martinez anymore. No, 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 no. It's now Casey Thompson or Brock Purdy's brother. So Brock couldn't get beat by Iowa enough. Chuba had to go up there to Lincoln, transfer from Florida State to go, you know what? I want to beat beat by Iowa on the west side, or even more west side, I guess, because they're even further west from Iowa City. But... You know, I digress. But in the NFL, I have been to the Bills Stadium. Obviously, I've been there a few times. We have been to the Vikings Stadium. I've been there twice. I've been to the Cowboys Stadium once for Thanksgiving. I've been to the Chiefs Stadium, I think, five or six times. I've been to the Bengals Stadium, which is a very underrated place. I really like going to that stadium. And has there been any other ones? Or I just keep going to the same stadiums over and over and over again. It's probably that one. <laughs> I do want to make a trip down to Nashville. I think that would be very fun. I want to go to Las Vegas. I want to go to the Raiders Stadium sometime, watch the Bills kick the shit out of the Raiders, that'd be kind of fun to watch, and yeah, I mean, they, they had a fun game there last year, Bills beat the Raiders there last year in Las Vegas, so that'd be kind of cool, the stadium looks really cool, all the Cyclone fans that went there for the UNLV Iowa State game said that was a really, really cool stadium, I mean, atmosphere wasn't going to be the greatest because, you know, you're, you're playing UNLV, the college support for UNLV in Las Vegas is not, at least from what I understand, Not going to be the highest level of support because it's not really what you would think of when you think of college towns. Las Vegas it's not it's not really a college esque town. But I would say my favorite stadium out of all of them, not necessarily looking because I think the Bills stadium is probably the worst given all the stadiums we've been to out of all those stadiums that we just mentioned. Am I forgetting any of them? I don't think I am, but I'm trying to remember. We were supposed to go to a Cleveland Browns Bills game on my birthday a few years ago, but that folded. Have been other stadiums? I mean, I've been inside other stadiums, but never actually watched a game in other stadiums, I guess. Bills Stadium is the worst, though. Like, it's not... That's why they're building a new stadium. And they need a new stadium really bad. And we've talked about this before, about how the Bills are talking about between... Or, not really the Bills. The fans are talking about whether they need a dome stadium or an open-roof stadium. I'm, I'm fine with either. As long as the Bills just stay in Buffalo, I'm pretty much chill with whatever. But the people that are arguing for the dome... I kind of heard those arguments silenced when Josh Allen put one and forth one of the greatest, if not the greatest, playoff performance in NFL history, the first ever playoff game in NFL history, at least in the Super Bowl era, to have a perfect game. No field goals, no punts. Every single drive ended with a touchdown. Josh Allen had five passing touchdowns, four incompletions. The Bills had more touchdowns than third downs in this game. The only drive that didn't end in a touchdown or, a few, or ended in a touchdown was the last drive of the game when they knelt it when Trubisky was in Every time Josh Allen was on the field, the Bills scored a touchdown. The Bills scored a touchdown every single time they were on the field. That's insane. This is the greatest game I've ever watched in my entire life. And that stadium rocks. The fans rock. The tailgating's awesome. Stadium, though, it's old. It's been their only stadium ever since they moved out of War Memorial Stadium in the 60s. So they need need a new stadium. I'm open to whatever. The arguments for the Dome, we kind of made fun of those arguments a little bit about how... Josh Allen can't win MVP without a dome stadium, which is just saying you don't really think Josh Allen's as good as what you probably should think he is, especially after watching the game he just played in zero-degree weather. Yeah, it's it's done. I I, I I saw an report the other day. It was that the Bills' stadium was going to be open air and have grass, which is be the first time they've had a grass field since Memorial Stadium. So it's been a long-ass time, 60-plus years, since the Bills have had a grass stadium. Grassfield, ridiculous amount of time. But if we're talking atmosphere, awesome. Stadium-wise, no. My favorite stadium to look at is the probably the Vikings stadium. If I'm just standing on the outside and looking at the stadium, I like looking at the Vikings stadium. That one's a pretty stadium. Big stadium. Now, I do think it's kind of funny and somewhat ironic that the Vikings play a, a highlight tape before each game, and every single highlight on there is from when they were playing outside. Because, little known fact... The Vikings have not won anything or been to a Super Bowl since they've been in a dome. Every time. It's like all these curses and around the world of sports, that one doesn't get talked about enough. I think the Vikings building a dome stadium not once but twice hurts them in regards to being good. <laughs> not actually, but it's just funny to think about because they, they even put fake snow going through the stadium. When we went to the Vikings-Cowboys uh, game about a few months ago, back on, uh, back on Halloween, actually. And then I loved looking at the Cowboys stadium as well. We were in a box for the Cowboys game, which was really awesome. And we saw the Bills kick the shot out of the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, which was beautiful. Bengals stadium, not a lot to look at, but I really did enjoy my time there. Their tailgating is really underrated. Cincinnati's got a very underrated tailgating spot. Their, their big tailgating thing is right outside of the Red Stadium, which I found out when I was there is right across the river from the Bengals stadium or right down the street pretty much from the Bengals stadium, which was made for a really cool tailgating atmosphere in the Chiefs I mean we know about them they're not getting a stadium anytime soon Arrowhead is one of the best stadiums in the NFL it is the loudest t- statistically stadium in the NFL awesome stadium awesome stadium love the atm- again love the atmosphere there so if we're doing power rankings I would say best for me let's throw away the Bills stadium I feel like that's cheating I don't think I could put the Bills one up there Chiefs Okay? Atmosphere, everything included. Okay, Chiefs. Jeez, uh, the rest of them didn't really have great atmospheres. I'll go Bills, Chiefs, and then what? Because the Cowboys pumped in fake crowd noise when we were there. We were right next to a speaker. We could hear it. <laughs> Vikings, they're not loud at all. They had to play music at the last game we were at to drown out the Vi- the Cowboys fans. There's the Cow- Vikings fans are quiet. They sat down right after the right before... The first kickoff of the game, dead, dead atmosphere. And the Bengals, they got a funny chant. <laughs> I, I enjoyed my experience in Cincinnati more than Dallas. And if we're talking about tailgating atmosphere, all that. I enjoyed that aspect of it more in Cincinnati than Minnesota and Dallas. But the stadiums are so much better down there. Like Minnesota, Dallas, great stadiums, great stadiums. but uh, <laughs> But atmosphere... Sucks balls. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to put it nicely here, but I really can't. It sucked. <laughs> the atmosphere was awful. Awful. I do stand by that the Chiefs have the second worst fans of all sports. <laughs> At least all the NFL. Right behind the Patriots fans. As in my experience of dealing with fans, like Jared and Noah, this was their first ever NFL game up in Minnesota. In fact, It's Cowboys. They hated the Cowboys fans. I was like, yeah, Cowboys fans aren't even the most annoying fans. You never dealt with a Patriots fan or a Chiefs fan. Like, we have one friend. That is a Patriots fan. Well, you've heard me bring him up on the show. Hell, he's even been on the show. T-Boy, only Patriots fan that I associate with. And he's not even that bad in comparison to what we dealt with when we went to our first Bills game in Buffalo, which was the between the Bills and Patriots. That yeah, was terrible. Patriots fans, very smug. Chiefs fans, they act like they're the Patriots when they've been good for three years. It's kind of like they forget that they were a laughing laughingstock for 20-plus years because they couldn't win at home in the playoffs. They choked leads away in the playoffs. They went years without winning a Super Bowl. They won the, what, fourth Super Bowl and that was it? They got shit stomped by the Packers in the first one and then beat the Vikings in the fourth one, I think. I know they beat the Vikings. I just can't remember if it was the fourth Super Bowl or not. It might have, no, it wasn't fifth, because that was the one the Colts won. Colts Cowboys, I think that was the fifth one. If I'm remembering correctly. I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at. I got ESPN up. I've got playoff matchups ready for me, so I can talk about those. But speaking of the playoffs, yes, we're back on that. And we've got Bengals-Titans on Saturday. First game of the playoffs in the divisional rounds. Bengals-Titans, 3-30 on CBS. Now, if we're going to analytics here, we're going to analyze the game like freaking crazy, okay? I like the Bengals. I'm a big-time Bengals fan. Not not like die-hard, die-in-the-wool Bengals fan. I like the Bengals. If the Bills aren't playing, and the Bengals are, 90% of the time I'm going to cheer for the Bengals, especially when they're playing like the Chiefs or something. That game was awesome when they beat the crap out of the Chiefs. Chiefs And another team I hate, along with the Kansas City Chiefs, is the Tennessee Titans. This is just a match made in heaven. So, I mean, obviously I'm cheering for the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Obviously. And if we're talking about my pre-playoff predictions, we said the Bengals would win this game. And if you didn't listen to those early portions of the show... Here's my reasoning behind it. So the Titans are three and a half point favorites. Fair. Fine. You're at home. But the Titans home crowd historically is not very great. Now, I understand that the Titans are getting healthier. They're getting Derrick Henry back. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones played the last couple weeks of the season. But their O-line's not great. They don't have any tight end options. And their secondary's been hurt all year. You want to know what the Bengals' strong suits are? Their quarterback, their receiving core, and their run defense. They have one of the more underrated run defenses in the NFL. They have a top five run defense statistically. Like, their run defense is very, very good. And I know they haven't played anybody like Derrick Henry. Like, playing Derrick Henry is a little different than playing your average running back. But they had to go up against Nick Chubb twice and the Cleveland Browns, who had the best O-line in football and one of the best, if not the best, one-two punch in the backfield in the NFL, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, even though they did try to play Ernest Johnson quite a bit towards the end of the season, but that's neither here nor there. They even had to go up against Najee Harris. Went against Austin Eckler. Like, they've gone up against some good running backs this season. Lamar Jackson. Like, they've, they've gone up against some good running backs. They've gone up against some good ones. Dalvin Cook in week one. like Bengals are experienced when we're talking about playing against good running backs. Now, Derrick Henry, again, is better than every running back I just mentioned. Derrick Henry has been out for weeks and is still... Top 10 in the league in rushing yards. That is ridiculous. <laughs> so it's a different animal, but he hasn't played. So we don't know how rusty he's going to be. I know he got a few weeks off. You know, he's fully healthy. He's been practicing the past two to three weeks. So we'll see how he goes. Tannehill's been playing all right during this time frame. I know he hasn't had a lot to work with in regards to offensive weaponry. The running backs have been depleted. The wide receivers have been depleted. A.J. Brown came back against the 49ers. Looked like he was never gone. A.J. <laughs> Brown killed the 49ers, and got 20 points on my freaking bench in the fantasy championship game. Thankfully, though, thankfully, I lost. Yes, but hear me out. Even if I played A.J. Brown, I would still, lose, still have lost. So there is a bright spot to that because I could sit there and question, why, Logan, why didn't you play A.J. Brown? Well, actually, even if I did play A.J. Brown, I would have lost. So I, I'm, I'm content with the fact that I did not play A.J. Brown. I am perfectly content in that fact. But back to the game, I'm still going to take the Bengals. I'm still going to go with the Bengals. Joe Burrow and the passing attack have been unstoppable this year. And even if you do somehow stop the Bengals' passing attack with the lack of secondary that the Titans have, apart from Kevin Byard, Joe Mixon finished top three in rushing yards this year. Like this is one of the most complete, if not the most complete offense in the NFL. I I, I don't know exactly where Jamar Chase finished in the rush in the receiving category, but I'm pretty confident they had two top five players in rushing and receiving and they also had T. Higgins over a thousand yards this season as well you had Joe Mixon top three and I'm pretty sure Jamar Chase was top five in receiving could be wrong about that like there's nothing you can really do it's just them beating themselves you see some of the games that they played like against the Chargers games where they beat themselves if Joe Burrow's at his best the Bengals are very hard to beat very hard to beat and I can make an argument that their defense is even better Based on the run defense, Jesse Bates is really good. I know their corners aren't great, but Eli Apples played all right recently. Played all right. So right. I'm still intrigued. Hendrickson on the edge has been balling out this year. I know a lot of people before the season started were saying he was going to be one of the more interesting signings because he had a really, really good season his last year with not the Cincinnati Bengals with the New Orleans Saints. He had a really good season. Like last year, I'm, pull, I'm trying to pull up his stats right now, what he had last year. Last year, he had 13 and a half sacks. But before that, he had four and a half, 0, and 2. So to say that this was supposed to be kind of one of his, his breakout year was followed with that this was just a fluke. He's not going to do that again. He actually did a half sack better. He finished with 14 sacks and finished with 9 more tackles, total tackles. It's like Trey Hendrickson balled out this year. And with the Titans and their off-to-line issues, especially on the right side of the O-line, let's see how they figure this out. I think it'll be an awesome game. I'm very much looking forward to this game, but I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals This I'm still sticking with that. I didn't see anything in the Raiders game that makes me think that the Bengals still can't beat the Tennessee Titans. Like, the Titans, though they're the number one seed in the playoffs, they have had some very, very weird games this year. Very weird games. Like, they almost got beat by the freaking Texans on the last week of the season and had a massive lead in that game as well. They got blown out by the Patriots. They lost to the Texans. They, got, they were at risk of getting swept by the team with the third overall pick. <laughs> they were at risk. And this is the number one overall seed we're talking about here. And yet, they kicked the share of the Chiefs. They beat the Colts. They beat the Rams pretty good, too. And lost to the Jets. Like, this, this team is so weird. They lost to the freaking Steelers, too. I don't understand this team sometimes. So I, they have a, a shocker in them every once in a while. I think the Bengals are a better team. I just do. I could be completely wrong about that. I'm open to being wrong. I've never said I've, I fear of being wrong, even though it's, as a sports person, it's my credibility and my integrity that really matters here. Sorry, I get emotional when I get wrong. Man, but yeah, I'm taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. And we also got the 49ers and Packers. Now, this is a matchup that is very interesting. It's kind of been popping up in memes all over Twitter the past couple days because Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, and Kyle Shanahan were all a part of the Washington football team's staff a few years ago. And all three of them are coaches in the NFC while the Washington football team are sitting at home right now. Sean McVay of the Rams, Kyle Shanahan of the Niners, Matt LaFleur of the Packers. Really, really good head coach. And I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. Kyle Shanahan was one of the dark horse hot seat candidates. We talked about this a few weeks ago when the Niners were in their weird stretch. I know they were battling a lot of injuries, but for how much hype there was, it was like, what's, what's going on here? What's really going on here? But then they righted the ship and they've been balling out. They have been playing some fantastic football. That last game of the regular season against the 49ers was, or against the Rams, I'm sorry, it was the 49ers against the Rams, was awesome great game they were down in that game and then started just piling back it's been awesome now i know their last part of the season was you know there's some shaky moments in there like you lost to the seahawks nah, not a great look not a great look you lost you got blown up by the cardinals got beat by the colts this was early in the season as well you started off two and four and you finished 10-7 that's pretty damn impressive and for the packers i mean packers have been pretty much the best team in the nfl ever since that week one monstrosity of a game against the new orleans saints they've been easily the best team in the nfl they've blown out almost every team they've come across this year every good team that was thought to be a challenge to them they've pushed aside fairly easily the only weird one was that browns game that was a very odd game the maybe the ravens game as well that was another very odd game the vikings odd game but they ended up winning the first time they played the vikings i should say first time yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really see the Packers losing this one. I don't. I, I find it hard to believe the Packers in Lambeau Field lose to the 49ers. I know the Niners are playing really good right now, but the biggest weakness on the 49ers is their secondary. And they're facing Aaron Rodgers. I know Nick Bosa's been balling out this year after coming off an ACL injury. But I'm taking the Packers. I'm still taking the Packers. If you've noticed, I'm not really changing a lot of what I said prior to the playoffs starting. And then we've got Sunday... We got rams Bucks Now this one could be interesting. Uh, this is one I might actually change here. Because the Bucks are banged up like freaking crazy right now. No receivers. Secondary has been a shambles. No real running backs. And the Rams are playing very, very good. You saw them just annihilate the Arizona Cardinals. But we said going into the playoffs that that was going to happen. Because the Cardinals were like the Steelers from last year. The Arizona Cardinals came into the season with some expectations. Not a whole lot. You expected them to make the playoffs, but didn't know how good they were actually going to be. Like, I had them going 9-8 at the start of the season. Made the playoffs as a 7-seed. Now they made it as a 5-seed, and they were not only the 5-seed, they had a chance to win the division and were the first team to win 10 games. Like the Steelers last year, the Steelers were the last undefeated team in the NFL and then crapped the last few games down their leg and then got annihilated in the first round of the playoffs (laughs) by the Cleveland Browns. This year, Cardinals win 10 games. First team to do that, skid to 11 wins, lose to the Seahawks and an injury-riddled Colts team that had four of their five starters out on their offensive the line, and then get blown up by the Rams. And it's just the same thing, and we've said this before, Cliff Kingsbury is pretty much the younger version of Mike McCarthy. Every single time this dude comes up against a better coach, they lose. They just do. He's so heavily reliant on Kyler Murray, it's ridiculous. It's just like Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers. Once you go, oh, wow, this guy is not – he's just getting carried. Huh. And I was listening to the radio yesterday. I was with my dad. We were dropping my mom and dad's dog off with my sister up in Cedar Falls. And Peter Schrager came on Dan Patrick's show. And he talks about if Cliff Kingsbury got fired, Cliff Kingsbury would have a very good shot to be an a offensive coordinator in the NFL or a head coach in college. Doesn't that say enough? No one's – if he gets fired from the Cardinals at any point – No one in the NFL is interviewing for a head coaching job. The only reason he has that job is because of Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray didn't come out and choose football, if, if, geez, Cliff Kingsbury is not the Cardinals' coach. Kyler Murray balls out, wins the Heisman Trophy, and then Cliff Kingsbury just magically, after getting fired at Texas Tech, and then almost becoming the USC offensive coordinator, not head coach, offensive coordinator, then he got a head coaching job in the NFL with the Cardinals, because in October of that year, he said, if Kyler, if I were the number one pick, I'd take Kyler Murray. He recruited him in college, said that he was going to take him if he had the first overall pick. Ah, the Cardinals, they have the first overall pick. Let's get Cliff Kingsbury, because that was the same offseason. It was like, if you've ever breathed in the same room as Sean McVay, you were going to get a head coaching job. That's basically what it felt like. You had like Cliff Kingsbury. I'm pretty sure Matt LaFleur got hired in the same offseason. I'm pretty sure Sean, uh, Zach Taylor got hired in the same offseason. It's like, if you were a young coach that was able to get a job or capable of being a head coach or seemed competent in any way, shape, or form, and you knew Sean McVay, you were going to be a head coach in the NFL with varying ranges of success, I might add, because Matt LaFleur is a good coach. I like Matt LaFleur. Cliff Kingsbury, I've never been a fan of. I, think, I don't really think there's been a lot of people that have been singing the praise of Cliff Kingsbury ever since he's been in the NFL. I think everybody was confused when they hired him in the first place. But hey... They got 10 wins, so he ain't getting fired anytime soon. But it'll be a few years down the road that we'll go, okay, yeah, let's get him out the door. Kyle Murray's carrying this team. It's not great. O-line's not very good. All the weapons were hurt pretty much the entire year. I don't remember the last time I seen DeAndre Hopkins play. So it just it wasn't great. And the Rams exploited that. They absolutely annihilated them. It was Matt Stafford's first playoff win, so give him a round of applause. A lot of quarterbacks actually got their first playoff win. Like, Joe Burrow got his first playoff win. Let's give a round of applause to him. I say a lot. There was It was <laughs> Stafford and Burrow. But, you know, like Derek Carr could have gotten his. Didn't. I mean, you know, I don't know. We've talked about that before. The, you know, the costly fumble. You know, he leads the league in fumbles since 2014. And then the the forced interception on the last drive of the game that inevitably sealed the game. Not great. Not great. But, hey, Joe Burrow got his first win in that game. So that's, that's good enough. That's good enough. But again, the back to the Rams Bucks game. Bucks are hurt, <laughs> and the Bucks are a three-point favorite. Now I'm still gonna stick with the Bucks, and there's only one reason why, <laughs> because I know who their quarterback is. It's Tom Brady. I've watched Tom Brady my entire freaking life. I have been hurt by Tom Brady my entire freaking life. He is 32 and three, 33 and three against the Buffalo Bills. Because they got the win against the Bills <laughs> this past year, I've seen him brutalize my team. I've seen him beat teams in the playoffs that they should have had really no real shot at beating, especially on the offensive side of the ball. When you looked at the likes of Kemble Tompkins and Aaron Dobson, and who are some of their running backs? Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and who else was there? Who well, other receivers were there? I know I'm gonna. I'm not. I know Julian Edelman. I know Gronk. I know Wes Welker. All those guys. Randy Moss when they were 16 and 0. But there was a few years he had some. Garbage wide receivers. Ben Watson, remember him? That was an awesome tight end too. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was an interesting character right there. That dude was a dude was awesome. <laughs> but I'm i I'm sticking with the Bucks. I don't really have a reason behind it. I it's other than just Tom Brady. <laughs> and then the final game, easily the most anticipated game of the week, Chiefs Bills. And I saw this on Twitter the other day. I think it was it might have been Chris Sims. I don't remember who it was exactly. You know, we don't agree with everything that Chris Sims says. Some of his lists are kind of odd. Some of his takes are very odd. Like, in the last year, he had um, Zach Wilson as the number one quarterback in the draft. I had Zach Wilson as, like, joint second with Justin Fields, if I remember correctly. Like uh, You could go on the com and find that one out. But that was a strange one. That was a very strange And Kellen Mond, I think, was number four, if I remember correctly. I think Kellen Mond was four. I think it was Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Kellen Mond, and then Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Trey Lance. I can't remember. It was something. It, Kellen Mond was weirdly high. Like we've we've made fun of Chris Sims on the show before, but one thing I do agree with him on: this is so shortly, soonly. I don't know what you want to call it. This Chiefs Bills thing is starting to become a massive rivalry in the NFL. This is the first time in 10-plus years, per, I think it was Jason Jesse Palmer from the NFL Network, that the two highest-paid players in the NFL met together in the playoffs. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. If things stay the way they are, and based on the past couple of years, you can tell that this is going to be the thing. This is like the new Manning-Brady rivalry. I'm not saying that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are at the same stature at this point in time as Brady and Manning were, because those are two of the top three greatest quarterbacks of all time. So do not they're not up there yet. I think both of them have a very strong chance to be up there eventually, but they're not—they're not Josh, they're not Tom Brady, and they're not Peyton Manning yet. So that's, I'm not saying that's that, but I think it has potential to eventually become that, because you're looking at two of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, two of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, going up against each other. And they met in the playoffs last year. They've met four times. This will be the fourth meeting in the past two years that these two teams have met. These are the two best teams in the AFC. Coming off two massive wins. Chiefs kicked the share of the Steelers. Bills kicked the share of the Patriots. This game is going to be awesome. The Bills beat them by 18 points the last time these two teams played. Chiefs beat them twice last year. Buffalo and then Kansas City. Bills beat them in Kansas City already. We'll see which Chiefs team shows up to this game. But the Bills secondary. I think I saw something. They haven't given up over 200 yards in forever. I don't remember the last... I don't remember the i need to remember the stat i saw it on twitter this morning this is bad this is a bad look for the logan blackman show right now i should i should remember that shouldn't i hey you host a podcast you probably should remember some stats like that they're kind of important in the development of the game either way the thing that's going to win the bills the game if they do is the pass defense because we all know the chiefs pass offense is borderline impossible to stop on their best when they're at their best patrick mahomes travis kelsey tyreek hill Even when, like, you cover them. McCole Hardman has the speed to break away. Tyron Pringle has the speed to break away. I'm not saying Pringle and Hardman are two of the best receivers in the NFL because they're not. I think the Chiefs definitely should look at upgrading the wide receiver position, not necessarily at Tyreek Hill, because Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, if not the best. But they needed some other pieces there that can easily upgrade on McCole Hardman and Tyron Pringle. Hardman took a major step back this year. I think Demarcus Robinson's still there, too. He's a decent wide receiver at best, but they're fast. That's the key thing here. The Chiefs receivers are freaking fast. <laughs> Faster than almost everybody in the NFL. And the Bills without Trey Davies White makes it a little scary. But I will say Dane Jackson has been playing lights out, which has been awesome. I was very nervous for that. They're not even testing Dane Jackson anymore. Dane Jackson's been awesome. Jordan Poyer Micah Hyde the best safety tandem in the league. First team all pro for Poyer, second team all pro for Hyde. But neither one of them are Pro Bowlers, I guess. So they have the number one defense, number one passing, number one scoring defense in the entire NFL, and no one made a Pro Bowl because they stink. <laughs> That's exactly why, because they stink. Good Lord! Yet yeah, Tyron Matthew did. You know how v- highly insane the Chiefs' defense is? Oh, now it's gotten better because they flip their brains on and go, "Oh wait, Chris Jones is not an edge rusher." Huh? This is weird. I don't know. Why, I don't know why we didn't think of this earlier. <laughs> not an edge rusher i don't think he played edge rusher after that he's been one of the best interior pass rushers in the nfl for the better part of what four years three years at least never an edge rusher they got Melvin ingram over from the steelers and that kind of i don't know you want to call it transform but it certainly helped their defense because spagnola like oh wow yeah he was a lot better in the the interior i wonder why we moved him out there but i don't fear the chiefs corners i don't fear the chiefs secondary i mean tyron matthew is all right. He's a name. Uh, Reed Sorensen or Daniel Sorensen, whichever one it is, neither one of them are very good. <laughs> Linebackers don't really fear that. I And the way the Bills O-line's playing now versus what it was earlier this season, I'm very pleased. The way the run game's been working as well, both with Singletary and Josh Allen. I mean, we know Josh is going to get his yards, but Singletary playing as well as he has recently. He's been playing his best football these past three to four weeks. Seven Singletary's been awesome. Diggs, awesome all the receivers are healthy that's the key thing here is all the receivers are healthy i think the bills win the chiefs are a one and a half point favorite that is the lowest spread it's basically a pick game they're basically saying yeah i don't know who's gonna win this one one and a half just pick them i'm taking the bills you can call it bias i don't care i'm taking the bills i'm taking the bills in this one it's not just based off the last time these two teams played I have never watched a game like what they did to the New England Patriots. And the Patriots have a better defense than the Chiefs do. And they annihilated them. Do I fear Steve Spagnuolo versus Bill... Who do I fear more, Steve Spagnuolo or Bill Belichick? I'm going to take Steve Spagnuolo as I don't fear him. Like, the Chiefs have a bottom six defense (laughs) in the regular season. The Patriots have a top four. And the Bills just genetically jackhammered. The crap out of the New England Patriots defense. That didn't even look like it showed up. And I get they didn't have Jalen Mills. Like that would have changed anything. Jalen Mills is not that great of a corner either. (laughs) Like, after watching what they just did to the Patriots and Bill Belichick, the most hated rival in Buffalo history, I'm taking the Bills with the momentum there. I'm taking the Bills in this one. I'm very excited. The atmosphere is going to be awesome. It's going to be beautiful. 38 degrees? It's Going to be the second, third, the second warmest game of the weekend, if the weather holds, according to ESPN. What's the prediction thing on ESPN? The Bills have a fifty-two point one percent chance to win this game, according to ESPN's matchup predictor. And the Chiefs are favored. This is exactly what I was talking about. This is a pick me game. The only player on the Bills injury report is Mario Addison. Is Mario Addison? That's it. <laughs> the Chiefs have a few people on this list. None like major, but like Daryl Williams is on the qu- is questionable. Anthony Hitchens is questionable. So they got some que- They got some pieces that are questionable. But I'm excited. This is going to be an awesome game. I hate the Chiefs. It'll be so fun to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead for the playoffs. And then play, hopefully, in the perfect world that I have predicted or tried to predict, go back to New Era Field. Or not New Era Field. The Highmark Stadium in Buffalo to take on the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. That's what America needs. If you would have told me not even like a decade ago, five years ago, that the Bills and Bengals would once play in an AFC championship game, one game away from the Super Bowl, I would have called you crazy. That was nowhere in my rear, that was nowhere in front of me. The Bengals sucked, and the Bills weren't very good either. <laughs> so I was not going, man, five years time, same with the Bucks. Same, same thing with them. Five years time, the Bengals, Bills, and Bucks will make the championship games. Not only that, the Bucks will win the Super Bowl in 2021. Crazy, crazy stuff right now, but I am very excited. I love the playoffs. I absolutely love the playoffs it's been, it's stressful. That's one thing that you take for granted when your team doesn't make the playoffs. the amount of stress you have goes down to zero. <laughs> it is non-existent. I love that the stress does not exist. It's my favorite part about not making the. the only good thing about not making the playoffs I guess <laughs> your team can't disappoint you either. That's also positive team can't disappoint you and there's no stress. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Now this is this is what I've been waiting. This is the segment that I have been waiting for the entire show. I know we talk about playoffs, and if, if you didn't, if you just didn't take anything in there, we're taking the Bengals over the Titans. We're taking the Packers over the Niners. For some reason, I'm still taking the Bucks over the Rams. I'm taking the Bills over the Chiefs. Only reason I'm taking the Bucks because Tom Brady. That's <laughs> that is it. But I got this new segment. Here on the Logan Blackman Show. I just invented it. No, I didn't invent it. I stole it. <laughs> I pretty much, I stole it. So, this is a, a segment from a podcast that I watch on YouTube called Sarky Does Sports. It is a British YouTuber. He's in the, well, I don't know if they still, they don't really make videos anymore on their group channel, but he's part of the Beta Squad, Chunks, uh, Nicole Milana, Kenny, uh, King Kenny, AJ Chabelle and Sharky, who does the podcast, mostly talks about the sport of soccer. So you'll see a lot of lists about top 10 goalies in the Premier League, top 10 goalkeepers ever, strikers, right backs, all the positions you can think of. That's where I got this idea from. And I thought it'd be fun because I get in conversations quite a bit about ranking quarterbacks or about which quarterback's better, which one's this, which one's that. My friend Kevin texts me all the time about (laughs) Derek Carr being Not only, let's <laughs> just talk. We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll talk about it a little bit. The quarterback that you know fumbled the game away against the Bengals and threw a late game interception that sealed his team's fate. Still hasn't won a playoff game in his career. He's been in the league for nine years. Talked about getting traded. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But here's this thing. So basically, I asked 15 people, okay, for their top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. In order, from best to worst, current players, not all time players. Current players, and this is based off of, I told them every every single, I copied and pasted the same text to every single person, okay? So it was, you can either rank them if everybody's healthy and which one's at, when they're at their best, or just do it based off this year. So it's a nice combination of both. I'm not, I guess it's not really either or, and there's some spots that are just ridiculous. There's a one list that I have a huge issue with, and we'll get to all of those in a little bit. But the people that are in the list, so here is our individual. So we have myself. My list is in here. Then we have my friend Caleb Farnham, who's been mentioned on the show before. He was my, when I first started covering the draft, he was my, what I called, resident Steelers expert. (laughs) He's a big-time Steelers fan. I've been friends with him since about middle school, early middle school, like sixth, seventh grade. So yeah, he was the first person to send me one. Joel Heil, I played soccer with him growing up. Andy, we're in the fantasy football league together. Dan Minderman, he's been on the show before. You've heard him. He came on with Zach a few months ago. Big Seahawks fan. He made a list here. Zach Tracy, you know, the other person that came along with Dan. Ryan Vaden, also on here. He is also in the Fantasy Football League. Been friends with him for a very long time, or very long time, for a while now as well. Big time Arkansas fan. Big on Burks fan. So he has presented his list. Brady Jansen, who is the kid I'm going to the Kansas City Chiefs game with. I also went to the United States game with him. Back in the summer during the Gold Cup. Big Cheese fan, big Cyclones fan. Uh, Drew Dodd, he's the commissioner of our fantasy football league. Big Broncos fans, big cyclone fan. He's the one, he's the boss. He's the boss of the fantasy football league. Cole Bear, the show that I go on every single Friday, used to intern for. He presented a list as well. Brett Snyder, my longest friend from William Penn. He was one of the first people I became friends with at William Penn. And we were quarterbacks together. So that was always really fun. He presented list, and he's a new Bills fan. He's a new, newly reformed Bills fan. Jake Page, also in this list. Uh, Eagles fans, I went to the Bills-Eagles game with him and his dad a few years ago. He's also in our Fantasy Football League. Noah Mueller, you've heard me talk about him before. Him and Jared Jaworski are also in this list. The two people I went to the Vikings game with, two massive Vikings fans, been friends with them for a very, very long time, went to school with them growing up, and I lived with Jared up at UNI. Noah also went to and I spent a lot of time up in his place, up at UNI as well. Andrew Meyer, another kid I grew up with. Also, he was with Jared as one of my roommates up at UNI. He's in a few Logan Blackman Show promotional videos on YouTube. So again, make sure you're subscribed to the Logan Blackman Show YouTube page. You'll see Andrew on there a couple times. And finally, last but not least, Kevin Rustler, one of my good friends from William Penn as well. He's the person I probably talked to the most from William Penn. And he's the one that kind of inspired this list. I've been thinking about this for a while, but I had a conversation with him last night. And it just kind of got funny. Because <laughs> there's two things here. I am have, I have caught in two minds when I talk to Kevin. Because he used to do, he used to get under Brett's skin all the time. This is what I, this, so I've never, my dad, I was talking to my dad about this last night. He's like, oh, no, he poked them. I was like, no, I was laughing the entire time. Because one, I can't tell if he's actually serious. So I'm not going to spend my time getting all flustered and frustrated. I've been laughing the entire time because I know he's laughing as well. At least I think he's laughing as well. Because there's no way he actually believes some of the stuff he's been saying to me. There's no way. Baker Mayfield on his recent list, he had him as the 13th best quarterback in the NFL. He might be the only person that has Baker Mayfield inside the top 15, let alone 13th. He was 15th last night and he changed to 13 today. And we'll get to another person that he has on his list. So every single person on here... Made their own top 10 list. I didn't. I text them all individually. I know Andrew and Jared live together. And Dan and Zach live together. But I don't think they told each other what their lists were. I could be wrong. But I asked each of them individually. Text them individually. I thought about sending a message in our fantasy group chat. To just get everybody from there. Because there's about 9 people in there. Inclu- like 10 including me. So I was going to do that. But I was like ah, they'll probably just send them all through the fantasy chat. I, I don't know. So I was like, I'll just text everybody individually, get a list from them. I had T-Boy on here, but the loser didn't respond. I don't know. He only responds on Instagram DMs, I guess, because he doesn't have Snapchat anymore. And I haven't texted him since December of 2020. So I don't know if he still has his phone or 2021, I should say, not 2020. I don't know if he still uses that phone or got a different number. Because every time I message him recently, it's been Instagram, but he didn't respond. So we're just going to move on from that. Had a few other people reach out that I reached out to. Not going to use their list until they edit it. There's one in particular that I'm definitely not even going to touch right now because all of these will be posted on social media, and I'll have everybody vote on which ones you think are the best and which ones are the worst. So this list is compiled between 15 people, and each position spot gets a rating. So if you had a player ranked number one, that is 10 points to that person's name. So let's just say hypothetically you had Aaron Rodgers number one. Aaron Rodgers says 10 points, but then someone else has been second. That's nine points. So first through 10, it just goes in order. So one is 10, two is nine, three is eight, four is seven, and so on and so forth. And after every number is compiled, we we multiply. You add them together to get their grand total, and whoever has the highest point total gets ranked in the top 10. Okay? Does that make sense? So the higher your point total is, the higher you are on the list, and it's a compiled list. And I think it's kind of awesome, too. There's a wide range of fans here. Like, I'm a Bills fan. Caleb is a Steelers fan. Joel's a Broncos fan. Dan's a Seahawks fan. Zach's a Cowboys fan. Ryan, I don't know if he'd really say he has an NFL team. He's more of a college guy, big-time Arkansas fan. I don't know if he even really has a college team. Brady's a Chiefs fan. Drew's a Broncos fan. Cole is a Bears fan. Brett is a newly-reformed Bills fan, as we talked about a little bit ago. Jake's an Eagles fan. Noah and Jared are Vikings fans. Andrew is a Packers fan, and Kevin is a Raiders fan. So we've got all these different people around. Kevin's not a Raiders fan, but the way he defends Derek Carr sometimes, it sticks up for him. And <laughs> he's a Raiders fan. I don't care. He is—he claims to be a Seahawks fan. He's a Raiders fan. I don't refer to him as a Seahawks fan anymore. He is a Raiders fan. So starting with the honorable mention. So we had 15 names pop up. 15 people made a list, and 15 different quarterbacks popped up. There was one that popped up that would have caused something. that we made 16, but the person sent me another list and eliminated them from the list altogether. So we got 15 and starting off at the very bottom. And this one, I got the most texts about. Basically saying that I would put him in the list if recent events hadn't taken place. And that's Deshaun Watson. Only one person had him in his list. And that's Jared. Jared had Deshaun Watson at... Where's he at? Where's Jared's list? At number eight. Now, we talked about this kind of on Wednesday when we are doing the top 15 quarterbacks. I put Deshaun Watson near the top five when he's playing. But I understand why people didn't do it. I got like five or six messages about Deshaun Watson. About saying, in parentheses, Deshaun Watson would be in this list if he didn't have rape allegations and if he played last year. So it's off the field stuff. So this is basically like what you last remember him doing and just when they're healthy. Because I think... People just were conflicted about Deshaun Watson and where to put him just because of that. But I would imagine most people would put him top six, top seven if he were fully playing because the talents there. I mean, Deshaun Watson led the league in passing yards with a Brandon Cooks that contemplated retirement because he had multiple concussions the offseason prior, and they just traded DeAndre Hopkins. And had 33 touchdowns, like 7 interceptions or something. Like, ridiculous numbers on a terrible Texans team that now has the 3rd overall pick because he didn't play. (laughs) Now, there's a lot of other issues on the Texans team. And he did this under Bill O'Brien. So that's equally impressive right there. But Sean Watson comes in last. I'm not very surprised. I'm kind of surprised to see him on the list at all, to be 100% honest with you. Uh, number Number 14. This is the worst inclusion out of every single list I got. I got... 15. I stress that. 15. Not a single person even thought about putting this person on there. And this person ended up at sixth. And I even messaged him a few hours ago to make sure that this guy was on his list, and he has yet to respond. Because I looked at it and I kind of laughed at it. I didn't roast him at the time for it, but I'm going to roast now. Mac Jones came in at number freaking six on Zach Tracy's list. Number six. (laughs) Now, this is kind of mean because I, I he's not here to defend himself. So I don't know what his reasoning is behind Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is fine. I like Mac Jones. We defended him coming into the draft. We were one of the few people out there that would say Mac Jones is a good quarterback and shouldn't be judged so harshly by everybody out there. We defended him and Zach Wilson. But what in the world makes him a number six quarterback in the NFL? Number six, Zach had him above some very... Very good quarterbacks. (laughs) I was flabbergasted, or very good. There's a couple very good quarterbacks behind him, but I was shocked that he had him at six. There's a lot of quarterbacks that he could have put at six, and Mac Jones somehow, some way, found his way into the top five, top ten. Don't know how. He's the only person that had him, but the reason is that he's not last is because he put him at six. So he got five points. Deshaun Watson was an 8, which is 3 points. So, like, (laughs) Mac Jones getting the benefit of the doubt for the system that we're implementing right here. Good Lord. Mac Jones the top 10. Number 14 is ridiculous enough, let alone top (laughs) 6. That is insane. Uh, Number 13, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's fine. I have no issue with Kirk Cousins being right there. We had a few people have Kirk Cousins on their list. Kevin had him at 9. Then we had... Who else had Noah Mueller had him at 10. He's a Vikings fan. So I kind of expected that someone else had him on here. Who else had Kirk cousins on here? It wasn't a ton of people that had him on here, but uh, we had uh, Ryan him at nine. Then we had Zach had him at eight, but his dad's a Vikings fan. So that's his bias for putting him the highest out of everybody on the list. Then we have Joel putting him at 10. So we had a few people on here. So we had a grand total of what for Kirk cousins. We had a a 10 spot. Eight, nine, and ten, and nine again. So, Kirk mound himself up with nine points. I haven't done a total. I should have probably done this. What is 15 times? Hold on. Hold your horses. Because I don't think that's right, but whatever. That's not right. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But Kirk Cousins coming to the list. I think Kirk Cousins is one of the more overhated quarterbacks. Of the level. I think he's a fine quarterback. He ain't top 10 by any stretch, but he's top 15 easy. I think Vikings, there's some Vikings. Vikings Twitter is a very toxic place. Vikings Twitter is very, very, very scary place. You don't want to go. If you're a Vikings player, you don't want to be bad. You want to be a good player. I mean, that's generally the the insight of most NFL players. You don't want to be a bad player. But Kirk Cousins' fine. I mean, he's accurate. He's not the most mobile. He's kind of cringy. Uh, Justin Jefferson's a baller, which is really good. Have a really good running game as well. New head coach coming in, hopefully for Vikings fans' sake. It is an offensive-minded head coach, but whoever, who knows nowadays. The O-line for the Vikings has been terrible pretty much my entire life, let alone these past few years, which has been, ever since Kirk has been there, has been one of the worst units in the NFL. And I'm not going to sit here and say Kirk's at fault for the lack of primetime wins that he has over his career, but he doesn't make it easy on himself for people not liking him. I think he's a fine quarterback. I think 13 is perfectly fine for Kirk Cousins. Number 12 is Derek Carr. Derek Carr (laughs) is starting to piss me off. I have no issues with Derek Carr. I've never once said a bad thing about Derek Carr. I've always said he is a good quarterback. I've always said he's an elite leader. I have never called him an elite quarterback because that's not what he is. Until Kevin chimed in with him ranked 5th on his list, Derek Carr had 6 points, would have been ranked 13th on this list one point above mac jones now i'm obviously Derek carr is better than mac jones but come on <laughs> only what three people apart from kevin at fifth had him in the top 10 three one of them had him at eight the other one had him at nine the last one had him at 10 i did not have him in the top 10 because he's not a top 10 quarterback you can be a good leader he's an elite leader yeah great leader tell me something else that he does that makes him elite quarterback it doesn't throw touchdowns. Yeah, oh, he throws for a crap ton of yards. Yeah, cool. Jameis Winston led the league in passing touch, passing yards as well. Must be an elite quarterback. If you lead the league in passing yards, you're an elite quarterback. That's everything that matters in that. Not the 24 touchdowns, the 14 interceptions. That, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not the fact that I'm not a mobile quarterback or insanely mobile quarterback. It's not like he's a statue or anything. Derek Carr is not elite. Derek Carr is fine at 12. <laughs> he should. I am at 13 in my last rankings that we did on Wednesday. And Kevin is a big Derek Carr. I don't know why. I really don't know why. It, it really came unprompted out of nowhere because Keyshawn Johnson opened up his asshole of a mouth and said Derek Carr's a top five quarterback of the preseason. Keyshawn Johnson might be the dumbest person in the ESPN. He was a number one overall pick as a wide receiver. This, he's the last one to do that because people don't draft Keyshawn Johnson's number one anymore because they're smarter now. Like, it's not... <laughs> that stirred up a whole crock of shit between me and Kevin. Because I don't know where the Seahawks fans started defending Derek Carr to the point where he's a top-five quarterback, but that's called over-defending. I am fine with people calling Derek Carr underrated. I'm fine with calling him underappreciated. Calling an underrated quarterback a top-five quarterback is insane. I hate when people underrate someone so much that they become overrated. Like, I have no issues with Derek Carr. Never said a bad thing about Derek Carr. And Kevin last night said he was solid. So he ended his entire argument. So every time Kevin says anything about Derek Carr being elite, it's just not true because he said he's solid. I've said he's a solid quarterback. I think he's an elite leader. Said that a thousand times in the show. He's just a solid, fine quarterback. Would I want him as my franchise quarterback? No. I'm perfectly content with the quarterback I have. In no world, no world ever am I trading for Derek Carr unless I have a very bad quarterback situation right now. Like Washington would be a fine place for Derek Carr to go. Indianapolis would be a fine place for Derek Carr to go. He ain't going anywhere else. <laughs> He's. <good. laughs> I saw someone saying he'd be like Matt Stafford this year. Give him an elite coach and he'll be elite now. Because Matt Stafford, I like Matt Stafford a lot. I really like Matt Stafford, but <laughs> he got so overrated to the point it was mind-numbing. Like this dude did. We're acting like this dude didn't have Calvin Johnson. For the better half of his career, and then didn't have Golden Tate or Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones after that. Like, he didn't have a run game. Well, Josh Allen don't have a run game. Josh Allen been perfectly damn fine without a run game. <laughs> I don't know. Derek Carr, no issues. No issues with Derek Carr. Stop calling him elite because he's not. Derek Carr is not an elite quarterback. He's a fine quarterback. Good quarterback. Good leader. No elite traits at all. Don't know who the hell called him elite apart from Keyshawn Johnson. He's the only one that's ever done that. Raiders fans don't even like Derek Carr. So don't chat to me that he's elite. And the last person in the honorable mention section is Dak Prescott, who finished 12 points above Derek Carr. And that's about the range between (laughs) Derek Carr and the rest of the quarterbacks in the top 10. If Deshaun Watson didn't have a rape allegation against him, Deshaun Watson would be 30 points above Derek Carr right now like it's (laughs) Derek Carr is fine at 12 Dak Prescott comes in at 24 I'm fine with Dak Prescott I have no real issues with Dak Prescott I I think he's a good person is yeah cool dude uh mobile he's improved as a passer I mean when he was at Mississippi State he was more of a running quarterback came in as now consistently one of the top passers in the NFL didn't play great in the last game against the the 49ers I don't know why he didn't slide way earlier than what he did but hey that's That's neither here nor there. And then coming after the refs when he screwed up, (laughs) did get the ball to the ref. So that's the ref's fault. The ref always has to set the ball, and your brain just completely folded. I did not have Dak Prescott in the top 10, but who all had Dak Prescott in there? We had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 out of 15 had Dak Prescott in. So we had Caleb had him at number 8. Joel did not have him in. Dan had him. Dan didn't have him in. And then we had Zach, who was a Cowboys fan, had him at number seven. Ryan did not have Dak in. Brady had Dak at 10th. And he said specifically in the text he does not like Dak Prescott, so I don't know why I even put him in the list (laughs) if he doesn't like him. Uh, Drew, he had him at 10. Then we had Cole had him at 6. Brett had him at 9. Jake had him at 9. Noah had him at 9. Jared had him at 9. Andrew had him at 9. And Kevin had him at 10. So Dak Prescott comes in at 24 points on this list in the honorable mention section. So now we are entering the top 10. Congratulations <laughs> to every quarterback that made the top 10. And the first player in the top 10, I'd just like to say this before we start, I have every person in the top 10 in my top 10. <laughs> so there's that. So I'm just smarter than everybody, I guess. I'm just extremely smart. But <laughs> number 10 is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's kind of an interesting one because he's a former unanimous MVP, baller of a quarterback. He does things that no one else in the NFL could even dream of doing. Consistently as a passer, it's kind of up and down. He hasn't had the greatest year. I think he had 16 touchdowns and 13 picks this year as a passer. He didn't play the latter parts of the season. But he's the only reason the Ravens were in some of the games they were in because he dragged them back they were so injured. They had all this COVID issues and all that stuff. Secondary was non-existent at the end of the year. But Lamar Jackson, when he's on – There's not a lot of quarterbacks better than him. There's not. No quarterback in the NFL can turn a 15-yard loss to a 30- to 40-yard gain running the ball. No one else can do that. Consistently passing, whatever. That's fine. If you have an elite trait like his running ability, I'll take and leave your inconsistencies as a passer. I'll be fine with that. Because that's a trait I can actually use to build around. I can't build around Derek Carsley. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But Lamar comes in at 10. Everybody had him on their list apart from a few people on here. I had him at number 8. Caleb had him at number 10. Joel did not have him on his list. Dan had him at number 6. Zach did not have him on his list, but he had Mac Jones. Ryan didn't have him on his list. Then we have Brady had him at number 5. I think that's the highest Lamar Jackson came in. Drew had him at 9. Cole did not have Lamar Jackson in. Brett had Lamar not in his list either. Jake had him at six. We had Noah did not have him in. Then we had Jared did not have him in. He had him at five and then Kevin did not have him in. Kevin had like Lamar at 15 or something in his top 15 players thing. I don't I don't remember. I just, I just ignore the top 15 list. Uh, number nine is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray totaled 32 points. Lamar Jackson finished 28. I don't know if I said that or not, but uh, Kyler Murray had 32 points. Prior to the Latter stage of the season, Kyler Murray was an MVP, dark horse MVP candidate. Kyler Murray is the only reason Cliff Kingsbury still has a job in the NFL. <laughs> the only reason. Now, I get on a couple occasions. My dad does not not a huge fan of Kyler Murray. I would just like to say that. My dad thinks he's all way too cocky for what he's done in the NFL. He's been in the playoffs once and got annihilated by the Rams. He's not a huge fan of that. And also, he has a, a soft spot for Kyler Murray in the Hale Murray play. It's not, it's not something that sits too well in the minds of Buffalo Bills fans out there. He does not like him for that. I love Kyler Murray. I look. Jeez, love Kyler Murray. I think his arm talent's ridiculous for how... And I don't like saying this, but for how small he is, it should be illegal to how fast, quick, twitchy, and how strong his arm is. It's elite. His arm talent's elite. And his will, his ability... Jeez, to shake defenders. And you can put that down to him being smaller. That's fine. It doesn't really matter. But Kyler Murray's awesome. And I think as long as Cliff Kingsbury there, he'll hold him back. But once they get a new head coach in there... I think Kyler will take off. I had Kyler Murray at number nine, so I had him and Lamar flipped around. Caleb had Kyler Murray at number five. Joel had him at nine. Dan did not have him in. Zach had him at number ten. Ryan had him at number ten. Brady did he have Kyler Murray had him at number six? Drew had Kyler at number eight. Cole had Kyler at number ten. Brett did had Kyler at number ten. Jake had Kyler at seven. Noah had Kyler at eight. Jared. Did not have Kyler in his list. Andrew had Kyler at eight. And Kevin did not have Kyler Murray in his list. Uh, But he had Kirk Cousins Derek Carr. (laughs) Did have Lamar Jackson. Or Kyler Murray, but had Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Or Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. That's really awesome. Uh, Number number eight is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson totaled 40 points. And this is because the, the one Seahawks fan and the other former Seahawks fan, the now Raiders fan, Kevin. Dan had him at number three. And Kevin had him at number four. And I'm, per- I'm okay with Russell Wilson being that high. Russell Wilson, prior to this year and prior to his injury, never had a losing season in the NFL. Won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Now, he threw an interception late in one Super Bowl. You could go that down to, oh, uh, they called the wrong play. They should have ran the ball with beast mode. They didn't. Russell Wilson's awesome. I love watching Russell Wilson. I think he's kind of corny. That's fine. But back in the old days, when he was running around making plays with the Seahawks, he's the only reason that, at times, this team was even relevant. After the Legion of Boom broke up, there was the only thing keeping them alive was Russell Wilson. A few years ago, he should have won MVP, but they didn't make the playoffs, so that kind of eliminated him from the MVP conversation, which is a stupid way how we view MVP, because if you took him out of that team that year, they probably won three games. Like, Russell Wilson's awesome. Now, I did have him a little lower. I had him at, what, seven, I think? Where is he? Yeah, I had him at seven. I, I should get my pictures up. Because I I made a graphic for everybody here, so I got I had him come in at number seven, and then everybody else, Dan again, Dan and Kevin. I mean Kevin, the former Seahawks fan, Dan, the current Seahawks fan, had him very very high. That kind of gave him a crap ton of points because he got seven points and five point or eight points, seven and five, eight points. They he had two five pointers, he had two four pointers, and a couple three pointers there as well. One, two, three, four, five, six people didn't even have him in their list. And Drew was one of the people that messaged me about Russell Wilson, about if he wasn't injured, he would have had him on the list. But Drew didn't because of the fact he didn't really play this year. But I would I was kind of like, he didn't play. And when he did play, it wasn't great. But I had to put Russell Wilson on this. I, cu- I could not in good conscience leave Russell Wilson off the list. But again, the two Seahawks fans really boosted his thing up there at number, <laughs> to keep him at number eight. Number seven is Matt Stafford. Uh, he came in at 44 points. A lot of people really like Matt Stafford. I had Stafford at 10. And before this list started, I had Deshaun Watson in this list. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to put Deshaun Watson in here. Just because he hasn't played. <laughs> and there's a lot of allegations out there that I don't really want to put him in the top 10 right now. But he's better than most of the quarterbacks in this top 10. <laughs> Some of them, at least. He's better than everybody outside the top 10, by a long shot. Some of the quarterbacks in the top 10. But I am at number 10. Caleb had at number, number number 6. Joel had him at number 7. Then we had Dan at number 7 for Matt Stafford. Zach had him at 9. Ryan had him at eight, Brady seven, Drew had him at seven, Cole had him at eight, Brett had him at seven, Jake did not have him in, Noah had him at number five, which is really high, that's really high for Matt Stafford, Uh, Jared did not have him in his list, Andrew had him at seven, and Kevin, as we said, did not have him in the top ten, but Kirk Cousins and (laughs) Derek Carr are both in the list, but yeah, he came in strong arm. I am I was one of the people that we said this offseason, like we talked about before, this dude's getting so overrated right now. I like Matthew Stout. I love most quarterbacks in the NFL. I love's a strong word. I really like most quarterbacks in the NFL. Until people start going insane with their ratings of these guys. Like, he's so underrated. Yeah, that's fine. You don't need to overrate him to the point where you're considering him a top five, top four quarterback. To where the Rams went from, oh, we're not winning the Super Bowl. So now they're guaranteed to win it because Matt Stafford, who's never won a playoff game in his life before, has come in. Like, oh, if he had an elite coach around him, he had elite weapons, he'd be so elite. So he needs other things to make him. I think Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. I think he can do a lot of crazy things with his arm. He can do, he can tort every single way you want to throw a ball. He's got a very strong arm. He can do the no-look passes almost better than anybody, which is very underrated for Matt Stafford because you always think of Patrick Mahomes when he does that. But Stafford's been doing it for a while, the no-look passes. But, yeah, I, I like Stafford. I'm cool with him coming in at number seven. Uh, number six, uh, Joe Burrow. Or Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert came in with 62 points on this list. A lot of people like Justin Herbert. A lot of people like Justin. I, myself, like Justin Herbert. I had him at number six as well. So I agree 100% with this ranking. Uh, Caleb had him in at number nine. Joel had him at six. Dan uh, had him at eight. Zach had him at five. Ryan had him at five. Brady Did not have him in. Huh. That's a peculiar one. (laughs) Drew had him in at number five. Cole had him at seven. Brett had him at number eight. Jake had him at five. Noah had him at six. Jared did not. had him at number 10. I'm sorry. He added him in late. I will say this. I'm going to expose Jared real quick. Jared had Ryan Tannehill in his top 10. He messaged me about an hour later after he sent it and changed it. Ryan Tannehill was originally in his top ten, <laughs> and he deleted it. Thankfully, did not need Ryan Tannehill even coming close to this top ten. <laughs> I mean, he is more right to be in this top ten than freaking Mac Jones does. <laughs> so I'm, I think Ryan Tannehill's a top fifteen quarterback. I don't think he's top ten. He's in that five range. I've said before, I think the top ten quarterbacks, everybody's on. Like if Deshaun Watson doesn't have the rape allegation, Deshaun Watson in the top ten. Matt Stafford slips out. So like the about eleven through fifteen. Stafford, Dak, Kirk, Derek, and Ryan Tannehill. And people get mad at that for some reason. Like, you're a top half quarterback in the league. And people are going to get mad at that rating. And hey, paragraph long messages about Derek Carr being a top five. <laughs> and he gave it at 12 on this list. He should be somewhere around 12. But yeah, Herbert's special. Herbert's a special, special quarterback. I. There is never a game the Chargers are not out. They're, the Chargers are out of with Justin Herbert, quarterback. The problem is their coach overthinks things. I really liked Brandon Staley. But the dude's overthinking everything. But Like in that Raiders game, they were down 29-14 to 14 and came back and forced overtime and almost won the game. Probably would have tied. It had not been for an ill-advised timeout that caused the Raiders to switch formations and go, yeah, we're going to run it, and then we're going to kick a game-winning field goal to win. And now the Chargers are sitting at home watching the playoffs. Well, we're forced to watch the Steelers in the playoffs. Miserable, <laughs> but Justin Herbert's awesome. He broke every single significant rookie passing record last year, finished second in the NFL in passing yards, third in the NFL in passing touchdowns, almost won me a fantasy championship this year. Like Justin Herbert's awesome. One of the strongest arms in the NFL, very mobile player. Him and Josh Allen are very, very similar players. Very similar players, which is awesome. I love both of them, so I'm cool. I had Herbert at six, and I also had Joe Burrow at number five. Joe Burrow piled 73 points, and let me say this, there's a big gap between 4 and 5. The gap starts to spread, because everybody, apart from a few weird people, had the same top 4. There's, a, there's some interesting ones, but most everybody had the same top 4, because that's you know, the general consensus here, you know, no Derek Carr in there. Uh, Joe Burrow at 5, Joe Burrow transformed the Bengals franchise, he did. Joe Burrow came into a team that had the number one overall pick and no hope in hell at doing anything. And they come last year, win four games because he got hurt. Comes back this year and they win the division, win seven games, and win their first playoff game in 31 years. And you can say it's Jamar Chase. They it didn't have Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase isn't on the Bengals. The only reason Jamar Chase is on the Bengals is because of Joe Burrow. Like, why would the Bengals go if we had just some Joe Schmo quarterback? If Andy Dalton was still there. At fifth overall, the Bengals aren't going, oh, yeah, we're drafting Jamar Chase. No, the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase because he had already a previous relationship with Joe Burrow. Like, Joe Burrow is insane. His confidence is an insane level right now. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the entire NFL. He doesn't have this strongest arm, but he's the most consistent when it comes to throwing the deep ball. I think he has the most touchdowns over 20-plus yards this season or something like that. Even Josh Allen are one and two. Like, Joe Burrow's awesome. There's not I, everything he says. I believe, I believe 100% everything Joe Burrow has said, because he'll do it. Who, who would have actually sat? No one in their right mind. When he went to LSU, said that they're going to win a national championship someday. When he transferred to LSU, everyone's like, "Why did he do that?" LSU was the graveyard for quarterbacks. Name one good NFL quarterback from LSU. The best one you can think of is Matt Flynn, unless I'm for completely forgetting somebody. The best one before Joe Burrow is Matt Flynn. Jamarcus Russell is the biggest bust, if not the second biggest bust in NFL history. It's ridiculous. LSU is a graveyard for quarterbacks. They had a a throwaway head coach in Ed Ogeron. Jamar Chase was committed to Kansas before he went to LSU. LSU was not supposed to do anything. And Joe Burrow broke every single significant passing record in college and won the Heisman Trophy by the widest margin of victory ever. And before he got hurt, He was the leader in rookie of the year last year. Until Chase Young, or not Chase Young. Who tore his ACL last year? It was against Washington, but I don't remember if it was Chase Young or not. Joe Burrow is special. He's the most accurate deep ball thrower in the NFL. He's an underrated athlete as well, and the Bengals are never out of a game with him as their quarterback. That's an insane trait. I love Joe Burrow. I'm glad he came at number five. Uh, Number four is Josh Allen. He came with 104 points, and the only reason he's not sitting at number two (laughs) is because... Zach left him off his list to put Mac Jones in, and Kevin had him at number eight. Not a single person on this list had him outside of the top four, apart from two people. And Zach had to put Mac Jones in, apart from Josh Allen. That's sad. <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen missed out so Mac Jones could make it. You know how ridiculous that is? Derek Carr is in the top five. Josh Allen sitting at eight, one spot above Kirk Cousins. Josh Allen had the second-most second-place votes out of anybody on this list, right behind Aaron Rodgers. And yet, because two people had him outside the top five, one person out of the top ten entirely, he comes in at fourth with 104 points. If he is in Zach's list, in if he's in the top five like everybody else had him, like us just put him at five for both lists. That's 12 points. He's currently sitting at what? So, one. So he's tied with Patrick Mahomes. So you got a three, basically a three-way, I kind of spoiled number three. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes is third because the late game heroics from Kevin put Tom Brady up at number two and Aaron Rodgers at number one. Aaron Rodgers pretty much ran away with this. Aaron Rodgers finished 140 points. Tom Brady finished 115. Patrick Mahomes finished 114. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't know what people are watching. Apart If they're just looking at stats, then that's fine. You can go, yeah, I'm just looking at stats. But what reality are we living in right now to say Aaron Rodgers is worse than Tom Brady? I think Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. But based off this year, and the last year too, Tom Brady's not better than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has thrown two interceptions since week two. Tom Brady leads the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns, sure. He also leads the league in passing attempts. He has one of the best receiving cores and one of the best O-lines in the entire NFL. Yeah, he's going to lead the league in a lot of categories passing. Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams and no offensive line. David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in the NFL, has been out the entire year. He has Devontae Adams and a bunch of undrafted players, pretty much. Like Aaron Rodgers is the reigning MVP and will soon to be the new MVP this year. So he have back-to-back MVPs. I think they'll give him five MVPs for his career. Aaron Rodgers, to me is the number one quarterback in the NFL, and so did a lot of people did on this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people thought Rodgers was number one. One, two, three, four, five people thought Brady. No one thought Josh, and Mahomes was one, two, three quarter. People thought he was number one. Josh did compile the second most second-place votes. He had one, two, three, four, five, I think he had five second-place votes, and Rodgers had the most. He had most first-place votes and most second-place votes. So he finished with 140 points. I've said this before. I think Rodgers is the best back foot thrower in the entire NFL. And not NFL. The entire history of the NFL. I don't think anybody has done what he does off his back foot, which should be illegal to even throw that ball in the first place. And how consistency? How consistently he does it? It's ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers is insane when it comes to back foot throwing. It's accurate every single time. I've never seen a quarterback throw a better back foot throw than Aaron Rodgers. Whether it's a back shoulder throw, whether he's throwing a fade route, whatever. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL, and I have no problem saying that. And I think Brady. I had Brady at number four because I don't think Brady, even though his numbers are probably better, like passing yards, passing touchdowns, he's not better than Mahomes or Josh Allen at this point in his career. Again, Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not saying he's not. But if you've watched a second of Tom Brady this year, he's not the number of two quarterback on this list. I mean, I can't argue with it. I mean, 15 people. And we compiled this list, and he finished second. I think the top four is set in stone. We've said that forever, the top four is set in stone. I think the top three is Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. But I am I mean, it's hard to argue with Brady, even though that this year, just watching him, it hasn't been fun. <laughs> it's put up a lot of numbers. It's Kind of stat padding this year pretty much. But yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine perfectly content with this top 10. So a recap of the top 10. It goes Aaron Rodgers at 1, Brady 2, Mahomes 3, Josh Allen 4, Joe Burrow 5, Herbert 6, Stafford 7, Russell Wilson 8, Kyler Murray 9, and Lamar Jackson 10. And then all the mentions go to Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Mac Jones, and Deshaun Watson. So yeah, the first place votes. Rodgers again at 6, Brady at 5, Mahomes at 3. Second place votes, Rodgers had 6, Allen had 5, Brady had 2, Mahomes had 1, Burrow had 1, Joel put Burrow at number 2. Uh, third place votes, Mahomes had 7, Brady had 3, Rogers had 2, Allen had 1, and Russell Wilson also had 1, because remember we said Dan, the Seahawks fan, had Russell Wilson at number 3. So yeah, that's the official top 10 list for the Logan Blackman Show staff. I put it in quotation marks, I don't know if we want to call what we want to call this, but a lot of people, I appreciate everybody filling out their lists. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed making my own list. Gave me actually something to do today because we had a really light day at work, but I'm going to post all these on social media. We'll leave links to vote to all these things as well so you can say which one was your favorite one. We have 15. We got all of them. So if I haven't said it yet, here are the top 10 lists for every single person on this list. So Caleb Farnham's top 10 was Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. Then we had Joel, was Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Patty Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and Kirk Cousins. Dan had Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Stafford, Herbert, Burrow, and Derek Carr. Uh, Zach had Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, <laughs> Matt Jones, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, and Kyler Murray. Uh, Ryan had Rodgers, Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert Brady, Wilson, Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Kyler Murray. Brady had, of course, Tom Brady, number one, Aaron Rodgers, two, followed by Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, and Dak Prescott. Drew had Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Herbert, Burrow, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. Cole had Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray. Brett had Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers, Brady, Burrow, Russell Wilson, Stafford, Herbert, Prescott, and Kyler Murray. And he texted me this when he sent me this earlier. He had Mahomes and Allen number one. And I said, a gun to your head who you put at number one. He, He folded and went... Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Jake had Mahomes, Allen, Rogers, Brady, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Joe Burrow. Noah had Rogers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I will get to mine last. Jared had Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Justin Herbert. Andrew had Aaron Rodgers, he's a Packers fan, Tom Brady, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson. And Kevin had Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Wilson, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, and Dak Prescott. And then my list was Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Matt Stafford. I (laughs) could... Mahomes, Allen, you can flip that around. I don't really care. <laughs> it's not, I just wanted to poke the bear a little bit with that one. So the combined list again reads out as Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson. Oh, boy. What a show. I really enjoyed today. I, I enjoyed today quite a bit. And one thing I enjoyed more than anything last night, I was at the Drake Bradley game, and Noah sent me this. Drew Tate. Hawkeye legend, the quarterback I wanted to be when I was a kid, is joining the UNI coaching staff. And Sean Watson, the former office coordinator, just took a job somewhere else. So I think Drew Tate might become UNI's new office coordinator, which is freaking awesome. (laughs) That's just speculation at this point. Speculation, but that's what I'm hoping for. I think that'd be really, really cool. So with that being said, that's all I've got for you today. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did not, I truly apologize for this. I am very sorry if you did not enjoy the show today. I hope you enjoyed the top 10 list as well. I, I think we might do this for more things. I don't know. We'll try, time will tell on that. We'll do maybe an all-time quarterback list after this, but who knows? So, yeah. Watch the playoffs this weekend. Look for me at the Chiefs-Bills game this weekend, and I will see you all, not Monday. I mean, the game's on Sunday. I, I'm going to be at the game. There's no way I'm recording a show for Sunday, or for Monday so. So we're going to leave you here. See you on Wednesday. Hope you enjoyed the show. If not, I apologize. Make sure you follow me on all forms of social media. And I will see you all later. Peace.